my shorts. Hello everybody, welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm of course your host Dave Lee and this is episode 11 of the show. 11 episodes in, wow! You can of course join us every single Monday here on the podcast. The episode goes out on all podcasting platforms including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible. The two new ones we finally got on a couple of weeks ago, which is awesome. Uh, The visual element, of course, is available to view on YouTube. That goes out on the Monday as well. But if you're a patron supporter, patron supporter, you can uh, get two days early access to the video version on YouTube. You just head to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee down under and you can subscribe for as little as $1 a month, which is awesome. Cheapy. Very cheap. Very cheap. You can, of course, you can, of course, cancel your subscription at any time. Um, as long as you pay for one month, we spoke. Oh, I'd last. be charging them ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month, <laughs> you reckon? Oh, let's get that money. No, it's all right. It's a dollar a month. That's the lowest tier. But if you do feel generous enough to pay ten dollars a month, there is a ten dollar tier out there as well. Uh, but anyway, you can of course sign up to the patron. Any kind of support is very, very much appreciated. It's as little as a dollar a month, as we say. Um, you can of course find me on Dave Lee Down Under on YouTube. Over on Twitter and Instagram, uh, there's links down the bottom of every single podcast, so you can just t- click straight through. How good is technology these days, huh? Just click the link and you're, and you're there. Uh, of course, if you're listening on the podcast platforms, uh, please leave a review and a rating. Getting some good ones coming Only through. good ones. Don't Only want the bad good ones. ones. Only the good ones. Don't we want don't want bad ones. ones, so just keep the good ones rolling through. And of course, uh, joined once again by old mate Rick. G'day, guys. Hope everyone's well. We're doing well in Melbourne. It's good. Yeah, that's the good thing. Life's getting better. Life is getting better here in Melbourne, which is beautiful. We'll talk yeah, about that. Life is beautiful. We'll talk about that, but let's start with the bad news this week. Which bit? <laughs> <laughs> it's always best to start with the bad news and then and then get into the into the good news to, uh, you know, yeah. get a bit of relief, I suppose. Yeah. Um, more courier disasters. Every week. Every week. Maybe because we have couriers coming nearly every day. It's going to be a bad... Couriers always coming. I mean... The amount of packages I've got are the stuff that I've ordered myself online or stuff I've got people sending in to review. There's just so much constantly coming that naturally, every now and then, something's going to go missing, something's going to arrive damaged. We get a good hit record, but there's... You get the occasional one. But you get the occasional one. We had a really good one during the week too. Did we? Was that guy that was really happy and oh, chirpy yeah. and really cheery? Like, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Da- yeah, Dave Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, i got a package for you. got some books. It's like, oh, all right, thanks. You just leave them there. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good day, yeah, mate. Yeah. Happy and Beautiful. cheery. Very nice. It's good to very see. Nice. Very, yeah, very good. They're all getting happier. Um, He's probably happier, that, you know. We're all out of lockdown now. Well, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, but, yeah, he was very happy. Very good. Sometimes you get grumpy ones. Actually, one today came. He just threw it. I saw him just just threw it on the thing. He's like, Dave Lee. I said, yeah, he's just ran off. All right. <laughs> and then he got in his car and started talking on the phone. So he was obviously halfway through a conversation on the on the phone or something. Um, but, anyway, we've got um, – I've been saying the last couple of weeks, Zavi. Oh, Zavi orders are just a disaster, man. They have become terrible. They are they? so bad at the moment. I've got one Zavi order – out of three that I've been waiting on for about a month. Well, granted, one of them's probably about three weeks I've been waiting, which is a replacement 
of an order that I placed like two months ago. Still haven't received a replacement. I replaced, uh, uh, sorry, I placed an order uh, for two items at the beginning of last month, uh, which was uh, they did like a sale on the Disney 3D movies, buy yeah, one, get one free or whatever it was, or buy two for £15 or whatever the hell it was. So I bought two, uh, and of course, they, it's Zavi. If you haven't been listening, Xavi, they just send everything out individually. You place an order of like 10 things, you get 10 individual parcels. And naturally, there's always going to be one that goes missing or just arrives like a month later than everything else. So I got one. I placed an, an order for two items. I got one item like three days ago. Still waiting on that second one. Oh, I feel like it's either going to arrive in two weeks or not at all. So I'll get on to them. They... Just don't get why they just don't put them all in one package. I don't get it. It'd save them bucket loads. Well, exactly right. I've heard from so many people writing in and saying, I'm having the same issues with Zavi. They ship everything individually and there's always something that goes missing that I have to get a replacement for. Some people have been saying they order a replacement, they get the replacement like two weeks later, and then two months later the original order comes through. (laughs) It's crazy, man. And I've messaged them, I'm like, why are you doing this? And they're like, oh, well, naturally, because of, uh, you know, how big our warehouse yeah, is and how many some orders we've too got. lazy to hop on a frigging oh, my God. little, little, thing little cart that zips around the warehouse to go to the other side of the warehouse. Oh, my Lord. Lazy it's a disaster, man. So they send all these things out individually. going to cost them, like, if you place an order of 10 things, there's 10 lots of shipping they're paying for. And then... It's um, crazy. And then, you know, if they have to replace it, they're sending replacements out. And they're losing money on shipping and on replacement items. It's nuts, man. So anyway, Madness. I'm still waiting on two items from Zavi. I'm also waiting on a record. It's been in the post for over yeah, a month. it's been ages. A month and a half at least. Universal Music, man, they're awful as well. Like I've had real bad um, experience with their customer service before. I ordered a signed album once and they sent the album, it was a CD, they sent the CD out and then it didn't have the signed portion on it and they said, oh, yeah, sorry, the sign portion is going to come separately and it arrived a year later. Oh it was my like God. eight was months to a year later. It was my Lady Gaga Star is Born album. It was overseas, England. yeah. It was oh like an God. exclusive UK thing. So I was like, oh, I have to get this while I'm here. Awesome. I was there. The soundtrack to A Star is Born. Love the film. I love Lady Gaga. I think she's great. So, yeah, they sent out the album. I got the album real quick, but then the, the signature, which was on, it was like a card printing of the, of the album cover, it arrived like eight months later. It's nuts. It's crazy. It was crazy. Oh, so maybe, yeah. maybe they had to do some deal to get it to sign stuff. Well, probably. Who knows? And you're, or, or you're, someone had to learn how to sign, well, yeah, exactly. sign a signature, <laughs> more likely. Um, you ordered uh, like a big John Lennon box set last year as well. Yeah. And it was supposed to come with a poster and it didn't come with that's, the poster. Yeah, that's right. So I had to email them like, oh, what's going on? So they sent the poster. Just, I don't know. So I think Universal Music and Zavi are probably off my list for ordering shit from anymore. I'm for, done with Zavi. For while, I'm yeah. done with Zavi now. Especially Amazon Australia, you can place order for UK. You can place orders for UK items now. Oh, thank God! From Amazon that. UK. So now Zavi is the bottom of my list. Until they fix their game. If you're listening, Zavi, fix the game. I've had so many. I've literally had so, like a lot of people write in and saying I'm having the same issue. Mm. It's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I just can't understand why they don't send it all together. I don't and get if it, it was my, If it was my company, mm. I'd be tearing somebody a new one. Mm-hmm. For that, yep. Um, I actually, I had see, this guy wrote in Butters Butters too. He says, "I think your courier driver turned up in Altona this week. Not only did I get the mail for the two uh, for the house two streets down, <laughs> which happened to us. We received someone's item from down the road. 
Um, and he says, not only that, but my Zavi order has gone missing or lost. It's been two months. I received three of the five Blu-rays in individual deliveries from the same order, yet the other two have been lost or delivered to Mr. X. Anyway, I contacted Zavi, eventually had to complete a missing order, uh, a missing order form before they could investigate. The lost Blu-rays were replaced at no charge. Now I'm waiting for them to confirm that they've been sent out. Wait another 45 days. Now, this is interesting. If you have ordered anything from Zavi, he says, I contacted Zavi via email. What a process that is, he says. Um, or she says, could be a she. Um, could be. Uh, the best way to contact Zavi is Facebook Messenger. Yeah. They take a they while get, to they reply. Get on, they get onto it, though. They take maybe a couple, maybe six hours to reply, 12 hours to reply, but they get back a lot faster than the email. I've had, like, I've, I've contacted them via email before and they take days. And then it's you write back and you wait another couple of days. Mm. And then you've got to fill the form. If you just do it on the Facebook, they'll get back to you and they'll just sort you get it done in, in a day. Uh, so that's my tip to anyone out there having any kind of trouble with Zavi. Uh, just I think even any they, they don't we, want, they don't want that splashed all over no probably not over social media that's no, why well yeah but I think any any company any online uh, retailer I always have a lot more um, uh, success, success getting in touch yeah. going through Facebook Messenger because I've got that there's probably some PR person sitting on the social medias all day yeah every for day. sure so that's that's yeah. my tip whereas they might only check the email once a day or once every couple of days yeah social media facebook messenger or even like instagram messenger or whatever whatever mm. you've got out there um i had another disaster this week oh oh yeah avert crisis sort of averted well mostly well it was in the end yeah. it was in the end my playstation account got hacked yes dirty filthy mongrels out there uh, i was sitting there researching my cartoon evolution peanuts my first day on it, I'm sitting there just researching. About midday, maybe one o'clock, I get a thing from PayPal. Your $160 order has gone through to Sony store. What have I ordered? So I've gone, I looked, oh, I got a PayPal email as well. Success. Your payment to Sony store has gone through. I've gone, what the hell is this? I thought, because the PlayStation 5 comes out this week, mm. I had to... My girlfriend overseas, Alicia, of course, she I, she was having trouble ordering the PS5. She wanted it in England. She lives over in the UK. So I tried, I like helped her a few, like a month or so ago to order that uh, from my end because I could get through the website. And I thought, oh, maybe they've taken payment. Maybe I've put it through to my PayPal or whatever and maybe I checked it. No, someone, it's like someone's ordered Watch Dogs Gold Edition. On my PlayStation account, what, I said, "What the hell?" I thought, "What the hell?" So I got into I got into the PlayStation account to check what was going on. Yes, yeah, sure enough, tr- transaction there under my transactions. Watch Watch Dogs Gold Edition, hundred and sixty bucks. What the hell is this? And as I'm in the process of trying to figure out what the hell is going on, I get another email. Someone's ordered the Uncharted Collection, twenty five bucks. I thought, "What <laughs> the hell?" Thinking someone's on my PlayStation account right now at this very moment ordering shit. So I went through it. I thought, screw this. I changed my email. I changed my password that was all attached to that. I discovered that my PayPal account was attached to the PlayStation account. And there's a function on there that says um, require password when placing an order or whatever. At checkout. At checkout. That's right. And it was turned off. Yeah. So obviously someone's got through to my PlayStation account and... My play, my PayPal's there. Doesn't need a um, doesn't need a password. So they go through, they buy a bunch of shit, and then apparently what they do is they then change your password, they change your email, so you're locked out of your account. Someone's taken over your account. They've got your PayPal details, and they just start buying shit. Yeah. Right. Um, apparently, 
PlayStation got hacked earlier in, in the year. In April. 77 yeah, million yeah. users. Oh, my God. Well, I reckon mine did. Mine, mine, yeah. got, mine got done. But but I didn't have any cards or PayPal yeah. or anything yeah, attached yeah. to mine. So they couldn't do anything. But I was getting some really, oh, we really getting, bizarre yeah. Yeah. We got uh, weird emails. Texts and emails and everything. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you even get those weird texts. Those weird texts from all different, but they're Australian. They're Australian yeah. mobile oh, numbers. That's weird. So apparently, what they do so is weird. they 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 get us. They buy Australian SIM cards, mm. and they just divert the divert the calls from yeah, them through it's them. So bad. I think um, because we've been suspecting for a while that our information had been hacked. We got emails from the service provider saying. Your data may have been compromised in a in a hack or a leak. They didn't say where. We thought it was maybe somewhere else, not PlayStation. PlayStation was the last thing on my mind because I don't use the bloody thing. But see, even was it Microsoft or something? Well, we thought it might have been well? Microsoft because because they we, got hacked a little while ago. Well, as I, don't, well. I don't know. I don't know. But when we went through to the Microsoft website, it popped up with a little thing that said, um, "It said your data's been compromised or whatever." But. Uh, Every I've found a few websites you got to sign in, and it says our our service has noticed that this password and email combination may have been part of some data hack. So we yeah. kind of thought it was Microsoft, um, but no PlayStation. So anyway, someone's in my PlayStation account, and then I notice my cart. There's an item in the cart, which is some Sonic game for fifteen bucks. So some little bastard. Yeah, but it was fifty percent off. Yeah, it was fifty. It was a thirty dollar yeah. game down to fifteen bucks. So some bastards got on my game. So they're doing the right thing. They're buying discounted well, games yeah. for you. Well, apart from that bloody hundred and sixty dollar <laughs> watchdogs. So I caught someone in the act. They were about to go through with an. I reckon they would have just kept going and going and going. Well, they, they do it up to about three hundred bucks apparently. Yeah. Because then then it triggers something with Sony, from what I understand. Man. That's nuts. Or PayPal, sorry. PayPal, Triggers yeah. PayPal. Yeah, so it's all these small little transactions. And anyway, so I got those, can I cancelled everything on that, changed my password, changed my username, changed my email, disconnected the PayPal. I got on PayPal. I removed all of the cards from the PayPal, yeah, everything good. cards, bank accounts, everything on PayPal, changed my PayPal email address, which had been changed earlier in the year, luckily, because once we found yeah. out we were probably part of some leak, we changed everything except PlayStation. Yeah. Again, last so thing can... I would have thought, last thing I would have thought. Because I don't use it. Um, so anyway, I changed everything. I had to get on the phone. I waited an hour and a half to get through to PayPal. I finally got through. They processed a refund. Um, yeah, no, then, PayPal didn't. They, they said there was nothing they could do about it. it already been, they told you that it had already been processed. Oh, yeah, And yeah, there's nothing they could right, do about yeah. it. So what happened with that? I so, then, so then I finished up. I, I rang the bank. Yeah. And we got onto the bank. And we yeah. got the bank to put... Yeah. A stop on all the accounts. Yeah, because I'm here waiting online to get through to bloody Sony after I've spoken to PlayStation. And you're on there for, what, and two hours or something? Oh, like and and nearly two hours. So I thought, well, I'm on the phone to this. Can you call the bank? So you're calling the bank. Yeah. Went through to the bank. And they then, were real, The bank were fantastic. They were great. Easy. Really mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they they put a block on, on accounts mm. and cards and God knows what. And uh, so, the, so the, the money should have been stopped coming out. Yeah. Turned out that the money actually finished up coming yeah, out. It did. I think because of what PayPal does, the way PayPal operates is you place an order, PayPal pays for the item, and then PayPal comes for you for the money. Yeah. So it or just even if you've got a lock on your account, it comes out. Yeah. So I went in the red, but it doesn't matter. So anyway, eventually it got refunded. Um, oh yeah, because Sony processed. Sony the processed. PayPal refund. wouldn't do anything. PayPal Sony like, were really good. Yeah. Sony, Sony was, was really good. Sony were really great. Obviously, Ten because they, they knew they, were, they their knew thing it. had been yeah. hacked. So I was on the phone with Sony for 10 minutes. And this and has probably they, happened to millions of people. Oh, probably. So they, well, 77 million people got hacked yeah. apparently. Um, so, yeah, they were, they were like, oh, yeah, I see it. 
yeah, I see this, yep, we'll refund these. Because PayPal were like, it's already processed. We can't go into their account and cancel it, whatever. Surely PayPal can do something. I don't know. But anyway, PlayStation sorted out. It says it's going to be refunded. I haven't got the money back yet, but it could take like five days or something. So anyway. But oh, the, but, but the, but the, you were saying, you were telling me that um, uh, they said that they can trace it because of, yeah, oh, yeah, they because, can because of uh, the uh, console the that's console, been yeah. downloaded to. Yeah. So if anybody's out there yeah. that's doing this sort of shit, be yeah, prepared. Exactly. You might get a knock on the door. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. Because they, they, can, can, they can trace you through your console. Yeah, the console that you've used. And obviously the console has an IP address and your mm-hmm. internet has an IP address. Yeah. So there's no way. that They won't, you know, they'll, they'll eventually get pulled up. Yeah, because well, yeah, uh, they reckon they can confirm it. Yeah, they can see what console has been used to purchase it. And if that console doesn't match any other payments attached to that uh, to your account, account previously, then they know it's a fraudulent thing. Yeah. So anyway, it's hopefully all sorted. I'm still waiting to get my money back. So if you're out there, yeah. be prepared for a knock on the door. Exactly right, bastard. Yeah. Just bloody watch it. 160 bucks for a game, gold what? edition. What, what? the? F- I just don't, don't get that. I don't get it. Because we thought that maybe maybe whoever it was yeah. has ordered has ordered a couple of physic, physically, well, physical yeah. media. And then I realised, well, you can't do that anymore through we PlayStation thought, well, Store. How, th- how do they make money out of it? But obviously yeah. they just sell the they sell the email and passwords on well, the, no, on the see, black web what, or something. Yeah, so, so someone, whoever's hacked my account, has yeah. bought my data from the dark web. Yeah, that's right. So someone makes the money off the hack, they sell the data, someone buys it off the dark web, they now have, they've paid whatever for the hacked data they can get into your PlayStation account. They buy a bunch of shit with your place, your your PayPal, and then they change your password, change your email address, and they just like hijack yeah. your um, hijack literal your piracy. Yeah, literal piracy. Yeah. That's a yeah. pirate fucking taking over the vessel and fucking yeah. ah, little shits. Anyway, well, it's illegal in in Victoria piracy to to, to, to do deals with a pirate. Wow, well, I was only reading it just before. Remember, that's probably Sorry. illegal everywhere. Surely dealing with a pirate. Arr, of course it well, is. Lord. Anyway, let's go and some good, good news this week. Huh? <laughs> Lord so, sake. yeah, they're coming after you, hacking bastard. Yeah, little bastard. Anyway, um, good news. Feedback from the podcast this week from the podcast masters. Was it good feedback? Well, yes, yeah, it's a good news section. Oh, thank Mostly Christ, good mate. news. Because we don't want bad news. No. <laughs> podcast masters, Wacko Jacko and Tim. Oh, God, here we go. All right, let's so they say, okay, as you, if you haven't been listening, these blokes, a couple of mates of mine, always giving me some sort of feedback. Some kind of just wacko feedback, right? You got heaps better over 10 episodes. This week had a shout-out, actual Deadwood update, and minimal sound effects. So it's basically the perfect app. Except Tim was a little bit annoyed that he didn't get a shout-out and cited it as a major flaw Ooh. of the episode. So not quite a perfect show. G'day, Tim. There's hey, a shout-out for you, mate. There you go, Tim. <laughs> so there you go. He's got a little tick. <laughs> shout-out for Tim and Wacko Jacko on the way. Um, we, we did say before, Melbourne has continued to reopen, which is great. Yeah. Officially, at the time of re- as we're recording, we record on a Friday, um, two weeks. 14 days. 14 days with no cases. N- no new cases. And, and no deaths. No deaths. Beautiful. That's what we Magnificent. Like to hear here in Melbourne. Gorgeous. So the lockdown worked. Mm-hmm. They kept telling us it was going to work, yeah. and it worked. You crushed the bloody thing. Uh, well, now we've just got to keep it in check. Gotta, yeah. Just got to keep it in check. Not now. quite crushed, but you know it's still yeah. out there. But we've just got to. And now we and now we can now we can travel outside the twenty five k's. We can Beautiful. we can we can because we were stuck. Those of you who haven't heard know yeah. or that don't know, yeah. we were stuck. We had a twenty five kilometer radius mm. from home that we yeah. could travel. Outside that, you copped a 
what was it, a $1,600 yeah, fine nuts, or $5,000, $5,000 fine I think it was. Yeah. Um, but now we can travel everywhere. We can go uh, We can go rural and everything. So mm. we can, Beautiful. We can go for a drive up the country. Borders are going to start opening just before Christmas or after Christmas? Yeah, I think uh, New South Wales border opens to us next weekend, I think. Oh, beautiful. Which is nice. Yeah. So, And I think the Queensland border will open, will open then as well. Mm. Uh, South Australia is talking about opening their border to us again now. The only ones those wankers over in WA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening out there in WA. Ah, well, you know, it's not, it's the, it's not the listeners, it's the... The government. The bloody premier Local, over there. Yeah, yeah whatever. Anyway, we won't get too political. No, nah, not at all. This is a good <laughs> news. Try segment. and cut that at the... <laughs> there. Yeah, we'll cut it off at the neck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it's really good. Everything's opening up. It's starting to feel a little bit more normal now. I've been out shopping and stuff. Not too, you know, I'm not, um, what do you not call it? Not going out Not too complacent. Not every no, day. I've been out like exactly twice. Right. But I went out to Target the other day to pick up a book. It's just nice just to be able to drive somewhere. Yeah. And just, pick, you know, just pick up something. And you actually you actually drove yourself out I a couple drove, of times. Yeah. First time in what? Wow. Well, yeah, months. because you were, cause you're only allowed out, like one person at a house yeah, is only right. allowed at a time or two people in the one vehicle. So you've been bloody driving everywhere. I've been tagging along if we go to the supermarket or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's the first time I've driven for ages. Yeah, to actually go. So you said I didn't was, know where to be. There was a long time. There was a long time there. It was only one person allowed yeah. out of the house at a time. Yeah, and you would go and do all the shopping and shit, and I'd go out and whatever. I'd usually go for a walk somewhere if I'd go somewhere. But yeah, so I drove out. I picked up the new Harry Potter. Oh, it's gorgeous new illustrated edition hardback thing that they've just brought out. Stunning little book. I had to go and get it. Um, at yeah, our, it's really our nice. local store. Was mm. the only one that like had it in Victoria. It's normally it's oh. normally somewhere you know yeah, like, just on the side of the country yeah. or something. Uh, so yeah, I was I was happy. I was like yeah, I got order, ordered online, went and picked it up the next day. So yeah, that's been good. Um, the big thing: cinemas are open. Woo-hoo! Cinemas are back open again here in uh, in Melbourne, which is awesome because they've been closed. Um, Tenet is the big one. Tenet's finally opened in Melbourne, yeah. in Victoria. Yep, just good. Yep, and the IMAX is doing. It's only a, allowed what twenty people, I think. Well, I think the first week they said it was 20 people, but after that it's 100. I think because that's next weekend, I think. Yeah, so next like weekend. after a week or two weeks yeah, maybe. Well, it's supposed to be not not this coming weekend, but the one after. Oh, right. The 20, 23rd or whatever it oh. is, um, something like that. Right. Well, so yeah, cinemas are open. They're running films. There's a bunch of films that have like trickled out over the last couple of months that they're finally opening here in Melbourne. Just a bunch of rant. It's like some older stuff as well. Um, and the IMAX is screening Tenet like almost non-stop until early, uh, early to mid-December. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking on um, Village website earlier, yeah. and they're running they're running a screening of, of it almost every hour. Yeah, it's crazy. Like if you looked at those IMAX sessions, it was like heaps and heaps and heaps. I haven't got tickets yet. Probably should, but um, but yeah, that's awesome. It's um, it's only it's a one of only thirteen screens in the world here in Melbourne that's going to play it in that IMAX fifteen seventy. Um, format, format yeah. which is awesome. We've actually got the largest screen in the world at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, we're right. second largest behind the one in Sydney, but that's closed for refurbishment. So technically, mm. we've got the largest yeah. screen in the world here in yeah, Melbourne. It's massive. It's enormous. It like massive. floor to ceiling, walls that's to eight wall. stories high or something, yeah, isn't something it? something nuts like that. It's huge, Man. enormous. So we probably do need to get and see Tenet. So expensive. That's the only thing with the IMAX. Yeah. You pay like $35 a ticket. You've got to pay for that screen. Exactly right. <laughs> Uh, but you can't complain too much about that. They haven't had people going in there for months and months and months and months. Uh, they haven't jacked the prices up, which is good. Um, 
but yeah, it was yeah, it was it's just expensive. But we should I should look into into doing that. I'd love to get to the cinema, see Tenet too on a huge screen. It'd be awesome. We'll have uh, to do it one day during the week. Yeah, we'll have to pick a day, and when I'm not so busy, leave your mother at home. And yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. going to movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's working anyway. Yeah, exactly right. Um, talking about watching movies and stuff this week, catalog titles. Um, I just been working through those like imprint, the Viavision's imprint wave, the the third <sighs> wave that they released in October. A bunch of like really obscure stuff. I've been enjoying most of it. I got through the film noir box set, which had like four film noirs in it. Really great. I love my film noir stuff. So I enjoyed them. Um, one called Hard Eight, which is really good. Uh, John C. Riley, Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson film, his first film, I believe. Very good. A couple of really weird, obscure ones. One called The Winslow Boy, a little bit on the boring side. Jonathan Livingston Seagull, also a little bit on the boring side. Uh, and one called Danger Diabolic, which is this really weird Italian sort of exploitation film, but one of those ones where they do it in English. Oh, yeah, but I feel yeah, like that, yeah. like some of the actors go in there speaking Italian or whatever other language and they just dub it over oh, in English. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, really silly, based on like a really old um, Italian comic book, like sort of like a James Bond kind of weird, but more more so like I think like Austin Powers, that really over-the-top kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like... Uh, yeah, just real 60s sort of thing. So that was fun. Uh, but they've all, I've enjoyed all the movies, but that Winslow Boy, Jonathan Livingston, Seagull were just a little bit tedious. Um, but the transfers on all these have been beautiful so far. But uh, I will review them in a couple of weeks' time. I've still got a few more I need to get through. So once I got through them, I'll put a review up. Um, we watched a few newer movies uh, mm-hmm. this part, last weekend. The Gentleman. That was good. Yeah, Guy Ritchie film with yep. uh, Matthew McConaughey and... Yep. Colin Farrell and yeah, yeah, yeah. so many other people. Yeah. It was a typical... What you'd expect. Yeah, typical um, Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie film. Yeah. Just typical of what he does. And yeah. It was enjoyable. Nothing special, but it was but it was enjoyable. Yeah. And, I mean, it's yeah. good. It's a fun Friday good. night flick it was. Yeah. Uh, we watched Bombshell. Enjoyed that. That was good um, yeah. because we'd watched The Loudest Voice, which was the Russell Crowe. A bombshell is about uh, Rich, um, Roger Ailes, who yep. ran Fox News, and sort of the loudest voice is about his whole sort of career at Fox News, leading and then like ending with the sexual harassment lawsuits and all that shit. Um, and um, bombshell sort of more focuses on the the sexual harassment um, portion yeah. portion of it, and focuses on the women that were involved in it. And really, great. I really enjoyed it. What's it. What was the uh, the main woman's name? Charlize Theron. Oh, Megan Kelly. Me- yeah, Megan Kelly. Um, and Charlize, the, the makeup on that oh, yeah. was Incredible. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, uh, we were sort of, we got, you know, 10 minutes into it mm. and you said, oh, geez, makeup's incredible. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, who the hell is it? And I had, to, I had to look up to see who it was. Yeah. And it was Charlize Theron. I thought, brilliant. my God, I would brilliant. never have picked her in a million years. Yeah. Um, and it also had uh, Margot Robbie was in it and Nicole. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Well, really good. I liked it. Really good film. a lot of people really out there that. been saying it's crap, they didn't like it. No, and I actually quite it enjoyed enjoyable. it. It was good. It was pretty good. I think maybe because we had watched The Loudest Voice, I think maybe that provided more of a, a like context, a, a more, more context. background to what I, we... Yeah, I feel like if we hadn't watched that, we might have been... Might have lost a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I felt Maybe. like... Because I, I felt like a lot of the time I was falling back on stuff we'd seen on the show. Yep. 
uh, that had been ex- like fleshed out more. I love that series. It was so good. Russell Crowe was Russell brilliant. Was brilliant. Um, John Lithgow plays uh, Roger Ailes in Bombshell. Yeah, he was very good. But I think Ru- Russell, Russell Crowe Crow was, was just the was best. Stunning, brilliant. So yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. And we watched If Bill Street Could Talk. Now that's one I was looking for looking forward to for a long yeah. time. And it was only ever released here, I think, on DVD. Mm-hmm. I think. And mm-hmm. you can't you can't get yeah. it anywhere here now. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't going to buy the DVD, and yeah. we could only get it. Where did you finish up getting UK, it from? UK. I bought it in. Yeah, Amazon. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Really enjoyed really that film. Yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to that because that's been out what a year, maybe oh, a couple of years now. Yeah, and I, easily. I saw an ad for it when it first mm-hmm. came out, and I thought, oh wow, and I went out to because you were overseas, and I went out yeah. to buy it and couldn't find it anywhere, yeah. and I, I asked the guy at JB and. Mm. So oh, I don't know that one. So he had a yeah. look at his. So we've got it on, we, we've got it on DVD. Mm. I said, no, nah, don't, don't bother. Yeah. I won't buy the DVD. <laughs> yeah, but it was worth the wait. I yeah, really, really enjoyed good. that. Everything about great performances. Yeah. Uh, the music is fantastic. It's got a really great score. Uh, yeah, I loved it. That was really good. That was one of the. Um, if you were listening last week or the week before. I had an Amazon package that arrived with only one of the three, four items right, that I'd ordered yeah. in it. So yeah. I had to get the replacement, and that was uh, one of those ones that had gone missing. So we finally got a copy of it, which is good. Um, so that came through. Yeah, if you can get your hands on it. Oh, you definitely. Know, if you're in Australia, it's worth, it's 12, worth a watch. 12 bucks that cost on Amazon. Wow. Yeah, from the UK. It's so cheap through the global store, yeah. I swear. It's cheaper to buy stuff from internationally through the global store than it ever was to order directly from Amazon UK. You don't get the taxes. You don't have to really? pay shipping. You don't add the VAT or any of that shit. It's so cheap. Like I'm oh. picking up stuff. So that's why I've been ordering so much stuff. Yeah. It was like 12 bucks for that. Wow. And I ordered like the Shaft collection, the three <laughs> classic 60s Shaft films for like 20 bucks. Yeah. So good. So yeah, cheap. Great films, those. Yeah, oh, I love them. <laughs> um, Television-wise, um, well, firstly, we watched Emily in Paris last week. We were talking about this. We like smashed through the whole series. We've been pronouncing it wrong, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, you told me about this earlier. That's hilarious. <laughs> Netflix had to come out and like tweeted, and they're like, "Oh, you know, like by the way, everyone, just a friendly reminder, everyone's pronouncing it wrong. It's actually supposed to be pronounced in a French accent." So that it rhymes. So it's Emily in Paris. <laughs> Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris, right? <laughs> oh anyway, of course, the internet's oh bloody ran with that. And it's just a meme at the moment. And people, everyone's like, oh, pick your name and pick a country that, you're, that your name rhymes with. And everyone's just like, like you know, <laughs> doing all these things. It's so funny. They've just run with it. So, yeah, Emily in Paris. That's hilarious. That's been um, um, announced for a second season this year, uh, just this past week. They've announced second season of that one's coming. That's good. It's like the third most viewed show on Netflix at the moment. It's not the greatest show. Not the greatest. It's but real it's just trash. really watchable. It's, it's good really to watch late at, late at night when you're a bit yeah. tired. You don't have to really think. Yeah, it's getting a lot of hate on the internet. I get it because it is such a trashy show, but it's yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly right. I like a bit of just trashy programming sometimes. Just, like you said, just easy to just easy to watch late yeah. at night. So we got season two on the way. Oh, you're talking to somebody on Facebook or yeah. Instagram or yeah. whatever takes you, you know, fancy. Yeah. Uh, we finished the Queen's Bandit this week. Gambit. Gambit. The Queen's Queen. Bandit. Where did that come from? The Queen's Gambit. It's <laughs> auto. Must be an autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's Bandit. Oh, that sounds like a good program. Yeah. Pirates or some shit. Yeah, Queen's Bandit, right? Back to pirates that. again. <laughs> <laughs> we finished that. Queen's Gambit, 
in a couple of nights. That was really so good. good. That oh, was, man. Well, we smashed it, what, two, three, three nights or something? four nights, yeah, yeah. So oh, good. Jeez, it was good. Seven-episode mini-series, or limited series as it's yeah. called. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is the lead, and she's terrific. She's, she's fantastic. So Amazing. Yeah. And the cast of other characters There was barely really a weak character in it. No, yeah, there exactly. Was no, there wasn't a weak yeah. character at all. It was Brilliant. Fantastic show. It's yeah, really having, worth having a look. We watched the trailer and we thought, this looks really weird. I don't know about it. Yeah. And we thought... That's some chick that plays chess. You think, yeah. oh, my God. Well, it just sounds just like a weird, just, I don't know, any program about chess that just seems boring, right? Yeah, exactly. Just weird, like, uh, right? But no, it's so good. We watched it only because we're like, well, we've got two weeks until the crown drops, so we've got nothing to watch this week, so what are we watching, right? So we watched, it's bloody real good. And it's like it's essentially like I I can't even really explain it, but it's it's this this girl who's like a chess prodigy, and she is like becomes a really good chess player, and she's better than all the guys and stuff. It doesn't do it in like a real sort of like overly political kind of thing, boring or boring or you know any of that. But I I didn't feel like it was like overly political or anything like that. It was just a really good story. Mm. Really good story, great performances, and, and you almost it. You, it all, you almost get the sense of it being a suspenseful thriller. Oh yeah, 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 the whole way through. Yeah, because because she's a little bit and you just weird you're thinking. The, I was thinking the whole way through, what the hell is she yeah, going to finish gonna up like doing? Snap you know? or something. But oh yeah, won't spoil too much more. Mm, but it's no. really good if you haven't seen it, and even if you'd seen that trailer and you think not for me. Watch it because that's bloody good. Yeah. It's really good. Really is worth. And if you and if if you do get on and watch it, let us know what you think. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, tell us what you think. Email in or Twitter or whatever. Maybe we just you know we just uh, like shit and other people, people don't. People are loving but it. It's, it people is, are it loving is, it. It is fantastic. People. It's something you would never expect. No, exactly right. A show about some girl yeah. playing chess. Yeah. Oh, my god, crazy. Jeez, it was good. We finished again. Be careful. We finished Marvel six one six, which is the upcoming Shh, Disney Plus program. Careful. Yeah. I'm still under embargo uh, yeah. for this one um, until this week, later this week. Oh, so we can actually say we can something actually about talk it about it. We can, I'm not allowed to say even whether I liked it or not, uh, but I've watched Well, I actually, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we can't, I'm not allowed to say anything. No. Whether we liked it, can't say, I, I don't know what I can say about it, nothing. So I'm going to leave with that again. Uh, there will be a review this week. I've also inter- I interviewed... Um, one of the uh, one of the directors. Each episode has a different director. Paul Shear, mm-hmm. who's a comedic actor, really great. I've chatted with him and with one of the show's executive producers, Sarah Amos. So that review will be up this week as well. Um, we didn't start anything anything more substantial this week. We just kind of got through the rest of Marvel Six One Six because the, again the Crown starts this Sunday. We didn't want to start something with like and spend two days on it, no, and then divert, and then come back again yeah, in three weeks' time. Yeah. So oh, so excited for the Dead Crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by the time, by the time this podcast goes out, the crown will be up, and we've probably watched half the season. Yeah, exactly, if not the whole thing. Yeah, probably. Um. So yeah. So oh yeah, very excited about that. Uh, the crown. Oh, can't wait. Um, the Mandalorian episode two we watched last Friday, of course. Yep, and it's still good. Still great. It's still good. A lot of people out there didn't like it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Just a, it was a filler episode. Not much really happened when you think about it. Not really. It was a filler, but it's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a fun like. But, 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 uh, but knowing how it how it's made, yeah, oh, with yeah. those screens, oh, it's incredible. You're watching, thinking, where's the screen? Yeah. Where's, where's the screen start and finish? Yeah. And it's uh, oh, fantastic. Really, oh, 
Really no, good. Enjoyed, really enjoyed it. it. It's fun. It's an exciting program. And again, we were talking a few weeks ago how that kind of that kind of like communal television watching experience doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Where everyone sits down and watches the same show at the same time. Mm. It's back. It's yep. back with The Mandalorian and yep. you know Disney Plus pushing these programs that go out once a week. You know, the way it used to be. Yeah. Everyone around the world gets at the same time. Yep. And people get to chat about it instantly on Twitter or you know, call your friend and talk about it. And mm. I remember years ago, Smallville, um, it was the big show when I was growing up. And as soon as the episode finished, I had to get on the phone and call Lockie. My mate Lockie, like, oh, did you see that episode? No, <laughs> so good. Lex Luthor, he's going to like turn evil next episode. Of course, it didn't ha- happen for like three seasons or something. But any- but it was just that the whole fun of that communal kind of, oh, yeah, 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 right? Um, and that's back. It's back with The Mandalorian, I feel. It's just awesome. And I, it's, I, that's better than it being dropped because I see Mandalorian spoilers going up on Twitter within like if it goes up at 6.30, you see, you see spoilers uh, at quarter past seven. Yeah, already on Twitter, people posting screen grabs or posting like co- like quotes from the show that they think are like, oh, oh, it's someone who's watched the show will get it. But you read it and you're like, well, you just you, you just spoiled, they spoiled yeah. something. In even if it's just like a really innocuous kind of quote, and uh, you just it spoiled something, right? And just kind of not used to that. I, I guess it's that that's a new a new element to this whole communal watching thing. And I think that's again probably why Disney have avoided that with something as big as The Mandalorian. Mm. Someone will sit there and smash out a whole season in one sitting and then, and then spoil, spoil the whole lot yeah. on the internet. Yeah, that's, know, that's, so. that's the advantage to it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love it. I think it's great. Get to sit down on a Friday night, watch The Mandalorian, then watch a movie. So, again, of course, we record on a Friday. We've got Mandalorian tonight. Mm, so we'll have our fish and chips for dinner. and then Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some Mandalorian. Well, hamburger and chips. Yeah. Basically. Oh, yeah. Don't eat that fish anymore. Mm. You know what it's time for? We've got the timing right now, haven't Good. we? We've got the timing down. Of course, if you're listening, old mate Rick whips out his cowboy hat every time there's a Deadwood update. Yep. We watched one, one episode this week one again. <sighs> it's just been pretty busy this week. Mm. And after, I think after last week's oh, boring, boring as batshit episode, yeah. um, <laughs> we were sort of a bit hesitant to sort of go again. We thought, no, 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 we've got to get through do it. it. It's just like that, like, oh, do we have to watch... After that last one, do we have to go again? I was going to say, it was nowhere near as bad as that. No, it was better. That was a terrible episode. (laughs) Yeah. Season two, episode seven. Yeah. If you've watched it (laughs) and you know what we're saying, tell us whether you think it was boring as we say it is. So boring. It was terrible. Yeah. So anyway. this next episode, eight, was better. Better. wasn't great. wasn't the highest point of the show. No, no, no. Not at all. It was more enjoyable and entertaining than the previous one. And our episode's still out of sync, by the way. Again, oh, mile! That, that that was really bizarre because at points there, some points there, it was miles out. Yeah. Like, you know, someone had finished talking, and the next the next character was talking before he was even on screen. Yeah. It was that far out. So bad. And then, then other points, it was it's fine. Yeah. It was fine. But then some scenes, you get one character's out of sync and the other character's not. The ca- other character's in sync. God. It's so weird. Again, if you haven't been listening, there was some sort of pressing issue with the Australian. Deadwood discs and there's like audio issues galore on them. So we're watching Deadwood with uh, like out of sync audio at the moment. We have the DVDs somewhere. We could put a DVD in, but was it was just, it um was it just season two or was it the whole? Well, lot? that first season had that weird echo. Remember in the background yeah, as well. Yeah, that was that was bizarre. And then season two has it's all out of sync and it also has that echo at points. I don't know about season three. We'll find out soon enough. <sighs> well, in about five weeks' time. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be <laughs> we'll eventually we get there. We'll get through it. 
We'll get through it. Um, we should smash the rest of this season out this week, I reckon. Yeah. Let's try and get four episodes out. Oh. All right, we'll try. We'll try. We'll try. So next week we'll be telling you we watch one episode again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we've got a lot, of, a lot of news at the moment, movie news and stuff today to pack into this show. Oh, uh, there's shitloads. There's a lot. So we're, we'll try and whiz through it all. We're already, we're already 40 minutes into the show. Unbelievable. Oh Disney Plus is celebrating one year of service. In one year since really? Disney Plus launched, yeah. Well, we got it a little late in Australia. I wouldn't well. It launched in America first and then it launched in Australia. Or did it launch in Australia at the same time? I think it was around the same time. Maybe it was. I can't remember because I was overseas at the time. So I didn't get to see it until I came home in December. Um, or we didn't get Disney Plus until January or something. Um, so I don't remember. I don't remember either. But yeah, one year of service. On a year-end earning call, the CEO, Bob uh, Chapek, he revealed that 73.7 million people have subscribed in the one year, which is uh, enormous. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That originally projected 60 to 90 million by 2024. They just fucking smashed that. Smashed it in the first year. Yeah. Insane. I wonder what the... Oh, is that what it is currently? 73.7? Yeah, this was only a couple of days ago they revealed it, yeah. The last, the last thing that they'd revealed was like sixty million or something, which is a few months back. My God! Um, and they they should have a little counter. Yeah, you know, like there's there's that there's that that app for YouTube. Yeah, where oh, you yeah, can yeah. where you can mm. you know watch people subscribing or unsubscribing. Yeah, they should have something like that. So yeah. you can see how many people are subscribing to yeah, that'd it. That'd be great. That'd be good. Uh, so yeah, sit there um, boring as batshit watching something. Like yeah, that. that'd be great fun. Um, but. Income, like if you want to compare that to anything, if you look at NBC Peacock, which launched earlier this year in January, that's only got 22 million subscribers. Um, the power of Disney. Exactly right. Netflix has a, more than 195 million, but they've been around for, been around for how years. long? Exactly. I don't know, four or five years maybe? Oh, longer. Maybe? Yeah, longer. Wouldn't know. Have to be around, I don't know. No, I just pay for it. Yeah, they were in America <laughs> much longer than here. They started as a um, DVD... Hiring service. Yeah, that's right. You can hire the DVDs. They send it to you in the mail. Because there used to be one at the um, supermarket. Remember? Yeah. There was a there was a um, like, like a vending thing, uh, like yeah. a vending machine. But was that a Blockbuster one? I think. No, no, no it was Netflix. Oh, I don't remember. Originally, that being it was a here. Netflix one. I yeah. don't remember that. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, well, anyway, we've had Netflix for a few years, but it's obviously been in service in America for a long, much longer. Um, Chapek also said in this earnings call that they were pleased with the results of Mulan as a premier access title. So we're getting like a lot of really contradictory things on Mulan. Some people are saying it did really well. Other people are saying uh, it didn't do well at all. It was a failure. Um, He's given no numbers on how many people bought it, how much money they made on it, whatever. But apparently they will divulge more information on that in December. They have like their investor day presentation every December. They get all their investors to come out and they like have to release all the financial details and stuff. So December 10... Um, I'll probably cover that on the channel because there's usually some like interesting little announcements and stuff that come out. So I'll be doing some news and stuff on that, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll know more about that. And this comes as Mulan again. We we're talk, talking last week is now available on home media. Yeah. So it's released here, uh, Australia, in in the US. And last week we said we didn't know if it was is coming out in the UK. Again, same deal with the UK. Emails came out from HMV like two days before it was released and like, yeah, Mulan's coming out pre-order now. Uh, so they like dropped it uh, in the UK really quickly. 
Um, I should be getting... So it's available now. You can get it you now. You can get it now. Come out this week. We don't have or last yet, week. Do we? No, I'm getting a copy. I think I'm getting a couple of copies from the States. Okay. Oh, um, that's right. The yeah, team yeah. In, the yep. U, in the US in the reached US. out and they said, we've got a copy. We've got like standard editions. We've got steel books. We've got... Do you want to review them? I said, yes, please. So they're sending them, but um, I don't think they sent them out yet. So I'll, I don't know when I'll get them, when I'll do a review, probably over the next couple of weeks, whenever I get it. Uh, so I'm excited to get my hands on that. Should lucky boy. Yeah, oh, very lucky. Um, we got more Disney Plus news. WandaVision finally has a release date. Um, an EW article went out this week. Uh, it was a huge cover story on the show. A bunch of pictures came out, really awesome cover, um, photo on the cover. Uh, they didn't reveal a date. It was WandaVision coming soon. Everyone went, uh, right? Because this whole time they've been saying, December 2020, it's coming out. Even before the pandemic, you know, it was supposed to be Black Widow, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, Disney+, Plus, The Eternals, and then WandaVision. So all those three things have been pushed to next year, but we're still getting WandaVision. They're saying, yeah, December, December, December. Even when the trailer went out earlier, a couple of months back, December 2020, no date though, just December you go on Disney Plus, coming late, late 2020. And today, two two or three days after this EW article, um, oh, well, sorry, with the article, it was then coming soon. So everyone was a bit yeah. like, oh, well, maybe it's not coming out this year. Um, but now, like two days after the article went out, the magazine went out, uh, they've announced January 15, January 15 2021. Yep. I read that on, um, I read that on Empire, I think. Yeah, Empire maybe. Magazine, maybe yeah. I read that. Everyone's running with it this morning yeah. now. Um, so, yeah, so that's exciting. It's next year now, but really it's not that much further than what it was supposed to be. If it's supposed to be like late January, I the um, the thought was that it was going to go out on Christmas Day on December 25. That's right. Um, but they pushed it to the 15th, so like two Is weeks Is it worldwide later. on the 15th? Yeah, worldwide, yep. yeah. Um, but the, the speculation is that they've pushed it because Seoul got bumped to Christmas Day. Supposed oh, to open right, cinemas, okay. and they put that on Disney Plus, and they probably didn't want that conflict with the two titles. They wanted them both to have their own space to breathe. Um, so yeah, are we getting Soul here on at the cinemas? Yeah. We are. Oh, not in cinemas. No, it's going straight to Netflix. Bastards. Unfortunately, I'm trying to get a screener for that one. Um, as far as I'm aware, screeners haven't gone out to Australian media just yet. The uh, reviewers over in the US have got it and have watched it. Oh, okay. So I'm emailing. Um, can I have a screener, please? Uh, email Disney Plus. Can I have a, when's the screeners coming out? And they said, oh, Theatrical is actually handling that here. So <laughs> they had to go over to the Theatrical team. <laughs> oh, so, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll put, we'll put you on the list. When the screeners go up for Seoul, you'll have one. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know when I'll get it, but I'll be able to review it whenever I can, whenever I get that screen. I'm very excited for that. Um, it'd be great if I'd been in cinemas here, um, but, uh, but unfortunately it doesn't sound like it. A few revelations from the WandaVision article from EW. Won't spend too long on this, but there's a few interesting things in here. Of course, it's like some of the show is like designed like a sitcom. Yeah. Um, like a classic like like a 50s, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah, 50s, 60s Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, I Dream of Genie, that kind of program. Um, and they revealed in this EW article that they actually filmed the episodes in black and white. They filmed them in black and white. So this is... Um, as opposed to filming it in colour and then colour grading it to black and white later, they've actually used um, monochrome lenses for it. Um, they filmed, um, it says uh, that they filmed with uh, period lenses and lighting to capture the dreamy vintage clothes. They've gone all out for this. Awesome. 
And they even uh, brought in a live studio audience. Well, the lighting's a lot easier. Well, yeah, exactly. Than what, what yeah. today's lighting is. Yeah. It's, it's less complicated. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that's like just that attention to detail, just using lenses and mm. lighting yep. is like period. Uh, that's so cool. Um, and crew members even came in, set uh, dressed dressed in 50s era clothing. They had like this whole really? sort of like, yeah. That was like, a really great vibe yeah. to be involved with. And yeah, as I said, live studio audience came in to watch them film a couple of episodes. God. Crazy. Fantastic. So they've just gone all out for it. It's going to be really authentic, which is which is awesome. Um, apparently they had to paint uh, Paul Bettany in blue makeup. Because the regular colours didn't look right in grayscale. Blue man group. Yeah. <laughs> so he's because he's usually got the purple and the and the grey or the green or whatever it is. And I had to paint him green, uh, blue, so that it showed up better uh, on those uh, monochrome lenses, which is really awesome. Um, the show, the head writer on the show, uh, Jack Schaefer, said the show's a love letter to the golden age of television. We're pl- uh, paying tribute and honouring all of these incredible shows and people that came before us. We're also trying to blaze new territory. Uh, they also filmed on the Warner Brothers lot on one of their streets on the lot called Blondie Street where they filmed Bewitched, Partridge Family and Father Knows Best. So it's just going completely wow. just all out. And um, I'm well, really looking forward to this. They've, um, they've consulted with the master of the sitcom, one of my idols, one of my legends. Adam Sandler? No, not quite. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So they apparently had a meeting, like the writers and the director, the producer, Kevin Feige, they had a meeting with him at Disneyland and just like picked his brain about how to like make an authentic sitcom. Um, and apparently um, Dick Van Dyke said uh, his answer to the question of, you know, how, how do you create like this authentic sitcom? Dick Van Dyke's answer was, uh, if it couldn't happen in real life, it couldn't happen on the show. It's going to be a bit different with WandaVision because uh, yeah, it's all yeah, about yeah, magic yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But just the legit, just like the whole idea about just real-life situations, the kind of comedy. And like there's a lot of slapstick comedy and stuff in Dick Van Dyke show. But it's stuff that's not too over the top and too crazy. Um, but that's, that's the thing. He's right. I mean, if you look at those old you know, Dick Van Dyke and Mary mm. Tyler Moore and all those, yeah. it's, all, it's all believable. Oh, yeah, exactly right. It's all believable yeah. that it can happen in life. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just – I'm so excited for this. It's going to be six hour long episodes, not six hour long episodes, six <laughs> one hour long episodes. And they're describing it as six Marvel movies packed into a sitcom, like a multi-issue comic book run. Um, awesome. And they're developing seven other TV series at the moment, Marvel crazy. Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, and What If, which is an animated thing. Um, mm. But yeah, oh man, this just sounds so good. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the black and white. Yeah, and how they've treated that, yeah. and how true to the 50s, yeah. 60s it is. It's going to be awesome. Um, the EW article mentioned in there um, because Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first one for Disney Plus, the first Marvel MCU show for Disney Plus, because that got pushed back because the rumor is it's got some sort of plot narrative connection to Black Widow. So they can't bring that out until Black Widow's come out. Oh, okay. So they reckon that's why it's all been pushed. Um, but, yeah, this article, this EW article said it's fitting that a, t- a TV show about TV is the first to kick off the Marvel, the MCU <laughs> TV like, side of the universe. God. So, uh, yeah, very cool. So I can't wait no, for that. I'm really looking forward to that. Cannot wait for that. Disney Plus, of course, again, January 15 next year. I, I'm so excited for that. I'm more excited for that. Who than else is looking forward to it? Let us know. Yeah, exactly right. Email in, Twitter, whatever. Um, yep. Netflix, on the other hand, 
interesting. Uh, apparently launching a linear TV channel of scheduled programming of movies and television, Netflix movies and television, oh. which you can stream on the service. It's going to be called Netflix Direct. So just like a normal just TV, like a normal TV, TV station. But it's going to be on Netflix. And it's going to be scheduled. Yeah. So it's like a stream. Obviously you go through a stream, but it's like watching a, a TV station. Yeah, they're going to put ads on that too now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you get your ads on Netflix now, isn't it? Bugger that. Apparently they're test trying it in France um, because of, they said, the consumption of traditional TV there. Apparently they just really? loved, yeah, must, you know, in France television, traditional television must still oh. be quite large uh, compared to other countries. Um, it says many viewers like the idea of programming that doesn't quite require them to choose what they're going to watch. Um, so, because there's a lot of people who've been complaining about the lack of curation on Netflix, uh, which makes it kind of hard to choose what to watch. I mean, I know we sometimes sit there and we spend half an hour to an hour Working before we decide what we're going to watch, right? And it's the same thing with our DVD, our Blu-ray collection. Get better though now. Yeah, a little bit better now. Yeah. Thing, oh, no, bugger, just put that on. Yeah, that'll do. We've got to watch it at some like, point. Like the now. Queen's... I almost said Queen's Bandit. The Queen's, <laughs> the Queen's Gambit is almost like, hey, just put that on, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people don't like that lack of curation, as they've said. So they're trialling this thing where they'll obviously run TV shows, movies, and that'll be an in, a, a new way to introduce people to new shows and stuff, people who don't necessarily want to sit there for an hour and try and choose what they want to watch. Mm, maybe, um, they, maybe they like that in France. Maybe they like the, um, oh, it's not, not discipline, the... Um, what do you call yeah, it? the routine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. It, maybe it suits their the way more, of life. Yeah, maybe I don't I know. Yeah, certainly um, doesn't suit us here. So Netflix have said no, no way. Uh, Netflix have said whether you're lacking inspiration or whether you were discovering Netflix for the first time, you could let yourself be guided for the first time without having to choose a particular title and let yourself be surprised by the diversity of Netflix's library. Sounds quite interesting. So they're again, that's in France right now. They're testing that out. I believe it's like a soft launch, but then they'll do like a heavy launch at the end of the month. And then they're going to just start rolling it out throughout the rest of the world. So it's going to be interesting. Mm. Looking forward to checking that out. Probably won't be for us, but it'll be interesting to kind of see what they do with that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to other news, uh, Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, oh, God, hasn't he gone off the rails? I know. It's crazy. Uh, he oh, Firstly, he lost his libel case against news group newspapers. He sued them in British courts. In 2018, uh, over a 2018 article in The Sun, which called him a wife beater um, because him and Amber Heard had an incredibly toxic relationship. Um, and so they ran an article, they called him a wife beater. Um, the judge dismissed it and said that what was printed was substantially true. Oh, God. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so Depp wants to appeal it. He put out a, a statement. Um, which called it a surreal judgment of the court. He said, I will not change my fight to tell, um, uh, will not change my fight to tell the truth and I confirm that I plan to appeal. My resolve remains strong and I intend to prove that the allegations against me are false. My life and career will not be defined by this moment in time. Days later, he issued a statement which read in part, I wish to let you know that I've been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grindelwald, or Grindelwald, in Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected and agreed to that request. 
Warner Brothers quickly backed it up by saying Johnny Depp will depart the Fantastic Beasts franchise. We thank Johnny for his work on the films to date. Fantastic Three is currently in production and the role of Gallert Grindelwald will be recast. The film will debut in theatres worldwide in the summer of 2022. Now, his casting has been very controversial since the beginning. I would it's, love to have been a fly on the wall in that conversation. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I don't think Depp would have taken that very well at all. Um, I don't know. I reckon he might have. You reckon? Or you reckon he's just kind of just I reckon he like, might have uh, just gone, you know oh, what? my God, right, yeah, just, okay. Yeah, just one yeah. thing I don't have to worry about now. Yeah? yeah maybe, maybe. I reckon. Um, his casting's been controversial since the first movie. Now, the first, you haven't watched the Fantastic Beasts. No. First film, um, Colin Farrell played Grindelwald. But because he can do like uh, shape shifting and can take on different like appearances and shit. So uh, Colin Farrell played Grindelwald, and then the very last scene, he reveals himself as Johnny Depp. Oh, God. And they announce, yes, Johnny Depp's going to be playing Grindelwald in his natural form in the next film. And there was an outcry then, which was like, how are you hiring this guy? Because this, uh, all this stuff with Amber Heard was still quite fresh. Um, all these mm. allegations and things that were going on was still very fresh. And everyone's like, how the hell have you chosen this guy to run your franchise? You're going to run it into the ground. Uh, J.K. Rowling, who's also been under a lot of controversy lately because she's been making some really stupid statements on Twitter, which have been very, like, transphobic and just really digging herself a hole as well. Div- like, di- diverted a whole lot of the fan base away from her. Um, and, um, you know, rightly so. And but she's stuck by her guns with oh, the, with the Johnny Depp casting this whole time. Yeah, Johnny Depp is the right. She said in 2017, based on our understanding of the circumstances, the filmmakers and I are not only comfortable sticking with our original casting, but genuinely happy to have Johnny playing a major character in the movies. When do she still thinks the same now? Yeah, oh, I don't, gosh, who knows? They're just all. And if she does, she should keep her opinion to herself. I, I reckon so. Well, she like, like I'm saying, some of this shit she's posting on Twitter at the moment is just it's really bad, really bad stuff. I mean, and if if you are homophobic or transphobic, just keep it to yourself. Exactly right. I mean, oh my god, people. Are, but she's been like really adamant. Like people have been at her. Like you can't be mate. You can't be saying stuff like this. What are you doing? You know. And she's like, no, these are my opinions and whatever. Just someone mm. just really, just really stubborn about it all. It's re- it's really terrible to see. It's just like, just shut your mouth, just shut your mouth, sort of thing, you know. People um, with too much money think they got too much power. Exactly right. That's exactly it. Um, will this kill Johnny Depp's career? Is the big question. No, of course not. Look at uh, look at uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. All the trouble he had. Yeah. You know, fifteen twenty Drugs, years ago, went to jail. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. And look at him now. Yeah. You know, but is this physical assault oh, and all that yes, kind of thing yes, is a little bit different? Maybe, maybe than substance abuse is, you know. Mel Gibson though still has a career at the moment. Yeah. Who's been um, again allegedly involved with really sort of I'm not going to speak out of turn, dodgy just shit. dodgy <laughs> shit. Um, just he, yeah, he's been very controversial to put it lightly, and he's still getting work at the moment. Yeah, because he pays for it himself. Probably, probably. yeah. So is Johnny Depp going to be the same sort of person that then Tom goes Cruise and funds his own things? Same. Yeah, well, Tom Cruise wasn't down that kind of no, a, no, not down that, that route. Sort of route, it but was he, just a different sort of off the rails. Yeah, sort of it was moment. because he just lost popularity because yeah, of his and had to fund his own yeah. fund his own stuff. Uh, so, so maybe he'll, maybe he'll have to do the same. Who knows? I don't. I, but will people accept him back? I but, don't then, know. but then, but uh, then he's oh, he strikes me as the sort of character that if he doesn't, if this doesn't. If he can't clear this up, yeah, 
and prove that it's all false allegations yeah. and whatever, I could see he would just Disappear. fade off into yeah. the background. Uh, he's always struck me. He's someone who doesn't watch his own films. He'll never go to the premiere of his yeah. – or he'll go to the premiere and then Walk out, out before it yeah. starts. So I feel like he's someone that just wants that privacy and I feel like if this doesn't go away, he'll just – He'll just disappear. Just disappear. Yeah. He's got enough money to live the rest of his exactly life. Exactly right. Um, so he's also – he's kind of already unofficially been sacked from the Pirates films. Um, they haven't they, – Disney haven't really come out and said, you know, he's sacked or whatever. That's not a bad thing. Well, he's been <laughs> shit in those movies recently. Um, they've got two reboots in the work at the moment, which he's not set to star in. One with Margot Robbie and one with Karen Gillan. I haven't really said much about them. Um, but So there's two reboots, female-led pirates films, and uh, Depp isn't part of them. Um, I don't know. I thought, Look, my thought is the Fantastic films, the Fantastic Beast films were shit. First one was all right. Second one was really bad. I saw it in the cinemas. So I was not like worth me watching them. Not even worth watching. Okay, good. It's crap. You would not like them. Probably um, not. And Johnny Depp is just insufferable in them. His acting has been. I love Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp playing Johnny Depp. I would say Johnny Depp as Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp as Johnny Depp. Right. Yeah. So he's just playing himself, playing himself, playing a character, playing himself. Right. Um, he's been all. I just I haven't enjoyed a performance from Johnny Depp for years because he just does the same old shit over and over again. He struck lightning with um, with Jack Sparrow, and then all of a sudden, every single performance is Jack Johnny Depp Sparrow. as Jack Sparrow. Tonto in the Lone Ranger was was a um, Native American version of Jack Sparrow, yeah. and then you had like all these weird Tim Burton shit. He's done Dark Shadows, um, and then uh, Grindelwald. Chocolate Factory, Chocolate Factory. Yeah, there's like a Jack Sparrow yeah. version of Charlie uh, Ch- uh, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Everything's been the same performance. It's like frustrating. And I found in the last two Pirates films that his performance of Jack Sparrow almost became an imitation of his performance as Jack Sparrow. Mm. It just wasn't that natural sort of flow yeah. anymore. It was just almost like it was just really forced and he's just trying to... So for me, I feel like these movies can survive without him. They've got that... They'll probably flourish. I think so. And they will... Um, they'll find that easy way out by just recasting him with someone and making him shapeshift into someone else Yeah. because of the nature of the character. Yeah. Um, they're looking uh, for people. The first the first thought everyone went to is Colin Farrell is going to come back. Apparently he's absolutely booked at the moment and can't come back for the film. Uh, but So they're looking for that. Mads Mikkelsen is rumoured to be in early talks. Mads Mikkelsen? What yeah. do I know him from? Um, he was the villain in uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. And yeah. he was in the Hannibal series. We didn't watch it, but he played mm-hmm. Hannibal in the series. Great actor. I think he'd be fantastic. Brilliant. I've seen people saying, this should have been the choice from the beginning. Yeah. Right? Johnny Depp. That's often just, the case, though. Yeah. Well, they, get, yeah. they get the third person down the line and think, oh, yeah. why didn't they book him first? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel like it's going to be a different situation to like the Marvel films where they recast Bruce Banner <clears throat> or they recast Rhodey uh, with a different actor. And I feel like um, they've got that easy way out, shapeshift, whatever. I think it will, like you said, will flourish without Johnny Depp because his performance in the last movie was yeah. just – it's what, to me, is what made that movie so shit. And the Pirate, Pirates are all done now? Are they, well, no, because they did, they did the five films and the fifth one kind of ra- – <coughs> pardon me, the fifth one rounded out really well, uh, but they are go- they're rebooting it or reviving it. There's two different versions on the table, one with Margot Robbie and one with Karen Gillan. Yeah, as I said before, and Johnny Depp's not involved in those, so oh, he won't be now. Disney sort of cut him at the, you know, 
Chop him off at the Chop knees. Chop him off at the knees, like, like straight away. Mm. Before, like, just unofficially. Didn't even have to put out a thing saying, Johnny Depp will not return. It's just like, all right, we've got a couple more Pirates films and Johnny Depp's not going to be in them. Because I thought the last couple <coughs> of Pirates films, his performance was just... It's just like, uh, the films are okay, yeah. but him in them again, as I said, he's just imitating his, just that... Imitating that, his his Pirates character yeah. from the first film. And that original performance is terrific. Yeah. Like, that original... Yeah. The original film, even the sequels were great, uh, but his performance just got more and more lazy and more like an imitation of just trying to recapture that lightning in the bottle. Mm. Um, but anyway, so that's the Fantastic Beast. going to be interesting to see what happens with the third one. I'll go and see it. We'll check it out when it comes out. It's going to come out n- next year, I think. I think 2022. Yeah, mm. summer 2022. So that'll be interesting to take a look at. Um, Jurassic World Dominion, the third Jurassic World film, the sixth Jurassic Park film in total. Um, this has been on again, off again, on again, off again because of COVID. They were filming before COVID. They had to cancel it because of COVID. They went into production. Someone on the crew got COVID. They had to can- close down for a couple of weeks. They reopened back up and then they closed down again. And now they reopen again and they finally finished shooting the film. It's supposed to be released 2021 in June, but now they've delayed it to 2022 in June. Bryce Dallas Howard got a haircut. Uh, because of it, because she's, um, you see this a lot in films where someone has been in one role for a long time yep. and they're contractually not allowed to cut their hair, yeah, to colour right. their hair, to get a new hairstyle. Emma Watson, who did those Harry Potter films for like over a decade, mm. they had to have that really long, bushy, dark brown, you know, hair for for many, many years. And as soon as as soon as they finished that, she got like one of those pixie haircuts, really short <laughs> haircut, and dyed it blonde and was like, finally, you know, I don't have to have this really long hair. So um, Bryce Dallas Howard's done a really similar thing. She's gone with like a kind of really frizzy haircut with pink. She's dyed it um, um, blonde with pink tips and stuff. Okay. Looks really great. But, of course, she had like that um, sort of red bob kind of haircut for – well, I've been filming – the first one was uh, started filming in 2014. Oh, so it's a long time to have that yeah, same exactly haircut right. and just not be able to change and not be able to, you know, mm. um, have that control over essentially your own body really. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, – that was that's quite interesting. But so, so that's close. She said it's a closing of one chapter, starting of another. So that's finally wrap production. Um, and will open in June 2020. I don't know. I, di- I didn't like the last one. I'm looking forward to this one because of the ideas that the last one set up. Um, yeah, the last one was just trash. It was awful. It was so trash. I, I didn't like it. No, not at all. I didn't Mm-mm. Didn't enjoy it at all. I haven't either. revisited it. Um, probably won't. I might again before the next one, but yeah. Um, watch, watching it by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. Um Liam Neeson is filming a movie at the moment. Yep. In Melbourne. In Melbourne, back down here. Yeah. Mm. Very cool. Uh, it's part of this Victorian government grant. Uh, the government has blasted $33.8 million into the film industry uh, in an attempt to launch the TV and video game, or, and sorry, the, the video, indi- video game industry as well. So they're trying to launch the TV and video game back in after COVID. Uh, the film stars Liam Neeson and Guy Pearce, who's a local. Um, well, fabulous, fabulous actor. Love guy. No, he was. Mel- he was. I think he's a Melbourne is boy. He? Yeah, I think he's oh, because yeah, they shot all those Jack. Uh, what's it called? Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack no, Re- not Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Reacher. No, Jack Reacher is Jim. um Tom Cruise. What's what it the called? hell was it? Oh, let's have a look now. Come back to it. They're really good though. Jack, Jack, something or other. Really great series of of, of Australian films, all filmed around Melbourne. Brilliant. 
Um, so, yeah, it's going to employ 340 local crew, 825 casuals, cast and extras, and 50 local post-production digital and visual effects artists, 30 Victorian businesses from catering to transport. Jack, awesome. I- Jack Irish. Jack Irish, yeah. Jack Ryan, Jack Irish, Jack Reacher, jeez. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he flew here from overseas and spent two weeks in hotel quarantine in Sydney and then flew to Melbourne. Mm. Um, obviously, because of COVID, you've still got to do the hotel quarantine here. Yeah, and we're still not receiving uh, internationals in Melbourne. Yeah, um, all the borders, oh, international borders are locked. Kiwis. I think oh, we're yeah. receiving Kiwis. Yeah, there's like a bubble, travel bubble New between Zealanders. us and New Zealand, yeah. Um, they've been filming all around Melbourne, apparently, including Noble Park. Um, part, parts of... Uh, I hope, hope they have the doors locked when they... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, sorry if anyone out there is listening in Noble Park. Um, parts of Melbourne have been transformed to look like Washington, D.C. Um, producer Paul Curry says Melbourne can double as anywhere. Because of our diverse landscape. I don't know if I could say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they're filming. I saw, like, the set they built. It's like an old shack. It's got, like, um, old, uh, what do you call them? Um, those flags from the south. The, uh, uh, the Confederate. The Confederate flags hanging off this building. Um, the film's about a troubled off-the-books fixer for the FBI, tasked with pulling undercover agents out of dangerous situations. <sighs> Um, it's written and directed by Mark Williams, who co-created Netflix's Ozark, which you loved. Yep. I found it that. boring. Um, still it's, did, I still didn't finish it, though. Yeah, well, we haven't watched the second season yet. Yeah. You watch one season. I watched the whole season. I just thought it was a bit boring. Um, it's director, he, this guy, uh, Mark Williams, also directed Liam Neeson's latest film, Honest Thief. Don't really know much about that. Uh, but they apparently chose to film here because of our successful handling of the coronavirus crisis. Woohoo! That's pretty good. Good on you, Dan. Yeah. So it's uh, going to jumpstart the Victorian <clears throat> film industry, which is great. As I said, it's part of like a $33.8 million package that the government's thrown into the arts. Um, Business News Australia says there will be um, additionally four, well, as part of this, $4.7 million will go into the development and production of local content across film, television, online and games. $8.6 million to continue Film Victoria's local production, investment and industry and skills development programs. Um, and that's on top of Film Victoria's ongoing operational funding. And a further $1.3 million will be used to create a trade and technical hub close to the new Dockland Studios in Melbourne, which is currently under construction. It's going to be very exciting. But yeah, they're building new... Building new ones? Well, they've yeah. only got the, they've got the biggest studios down yeah, there anyway. they're building new ones specifically, like state-of-the-art. Really? Yeah. Because they were fantastic studios down there. Yeah, but there. they only get used for TV now. Yeah. It's all outdated now so they're building new ones and i think they're going to be implementing all that kind of screen technology and shit oh awesome so that's so going to be very good uh so this film which again is called uh black light will be opening uh, late 2021 awesome yeah um, to that. a lot of new movies are being announced this week we'll try and power through these Get through this so quick. many this last yeah. week right uh dwayne johnson uh, wants to develop a Scorpion King reboot. Oh, God, right? here we go again. Uh, him and Universal Pictures want to reboot Scorpion King. Uh, he's he's apparently balked until 2022. <sighs> he currently has seven films in active or pre-production. Um, and uh, they're, so they're looking for a new actor. So he's this is like seven films that he's starring in, in production at the moment, in addition to how, who knows how many other films he's producing or whatever. Uh, so he won't be saying it. They're looking for another. Uh, they're looking for a new actor. They haven't 
um, flagged anyone for it just yet. Um, it's going to come from the. I won't find anyone his size. No way. <laughs> Dave Batista maybe is like. Oh, the he's only, nowhere he's near no. the size of. Yeah. Twine at the moment. My God, he's. Big. Um, the straight the writer of Straight Outta Compton, Jonathan Herman, will write it. I don't know why they're doing this. Scorpion King was crap. Yeah. I don't know why they'd want to go back there. I don't know. It was ter- like I think they did three of them, and two of them were straight to video films. Yeah. Or straight to DVD. Yeah. That's um, right. They didn't even have him. I think Ron Perlman did one or two of them. So really? just like really, yeah, just like bottom of the barrel straight to DVD films. And the first one wasn't even really that good, right? Because um, that was sort of a spin-off of The Mummy, wasn't it? was it? a spin-off of The Mummy because his character was in The Mummy 2 and then they spun off as like a prequel to Scorpion King. Uh, but like they rebooted The Mummy recently and it was trash. Yeah. That killed the yeah, monster yeah, yeah. universe yeah. thing that they were trying to do at Universal. Yep. So why are they now rebooting Scorpion King? Trying to reignite it. The Rock says, Dwayne Johnson says, Scorpion King was my very first role ever on the silver screen. I'm honoured and excited to reimagine and deliver this cool mythology to a whole new generation. I wouldn't have had the career I'm lucky to have had it not been for the Scorpion King. I'm thrilled that we at Seven Bucks Productions can help create those same opportunities for other hardworking actors today. So, I don't know. He's something he's passionate about, means something to him, whether mm. people will flock to it. I don't know. They will because people love love The Rock. But he's not in it. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, maybe because his name's attached to it, they will. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm sure there's some fan base to it. Oh, I mean, it, sure. it wanted two straight-to-DVD films, so, <laughs> you know. Um, they've announced a third Quiet Place film, but it's not like a direct sequel. It's like... They've said it's set within the universe. That tells me it's kind of like a spin-off sort of thing. Set in a different city and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of, yeah, I guess it's probably like what they're doing with the Conjuring films. You have the yeah. main Conjuring and then you've got Annabelle, yeah. the nun, Lala From, Rona, from what, from what I've read, it sort of runs at the same time as the other films, yeah. but in a different city yeah, and right. all that sort of stuff. So who knows? Um, John uh, Krasinski, who wrote, directed and starred in the first two, he won't be in it. He won't write it. He won't direct it. Uh, it's being directed by Jeff Nichols, written and directed by Jeff Nichols, who did Mud and Midnight Special, which are both fairly decent films. Uh, but apparently it's based on an original idea from John Krasinski. Uh, so it's still come from the same mind. Um, and uh, Krasinski does actually have plans to do a third, Quiet Place 3. Oh, okay. Um, so, of course, Quiet Place 2 was supposed to open early this year. It's been trashed until like next year or whenever. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. So we could have this spin-off. Apparently it's going to come out 2022. Mm. That'll probably come out before A Quiet Place 3 comes well, out. Well, I haven't seen haven't seen the first one yet. No, you haven't? No, I haven't no, watched it yet. I watched it. I need to watch I it. I watched it with Alicia overseas. You're overseas. Yeah, it's really good. I'll watch it again. I've got it. Yeah, we've got it there. We've got it. We'll so. watch it. Um, but yeah, we were like this close to seeing the second one. We had the tickets ready. Yeah. Screen it ready to go, yeah. and then COVID. Yep. No, not coming out now. Damn. Okay. Um, oh, well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, another Jared f- Butler. Yeah, another franchise one. Mm. Mm. Has fallen. Yeah. Jared Butler has fallen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, interesting. This one. Yeah, he's fallen into a franchise. Yeah. And he's just spawned off the back of a film that I wouldn't have guessed that they'd build a franchise out of. No, exactly right. Was that Olympus, wasn't it? Um, Olympus has fallen. Yeah, it was the first one. That was the first one. London has fallen was the second. Angel has fallen was the third. And now they're doing, um, what was it called? Night. Night, Night has, has fallen. fallen. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so he brings back his character, Mike Banning. Yeah. Um, so that might be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed, I enjoyed you know, well, the yeah. others. I don't think I've seen Angel, though. I think we've only watched one of them. Um, I don't I'm, ever I think, remember watching London. I think I've seen London is Falling and no, Olympus. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't no. think we have it. I don't even know if we have it. No, I don't I'm know. pretty sure I've seen it. I think maybe because they did another one around the same time that oh, was like was that other? with Channing Tatum. Yeah. It was like the same story. Yeah, that's right. Jeez, you feel bad if you run that that one. This other this other one's yeah, gone exactly off with the right. franchise. Um, so Rick Roman War, who directed Angel and wrote a co-wrote Angel, is set to direct again, and he's co-written again with Robert Mark Carmen, uh, who he co-wrote uh, Angel Has Fallen with. Uh, they apparently also continue, they're apparently going to do two more movies, so that will take us to what six films? Yep, and they're also considering TV spin-offs. <sighs> What do they think they're Marvel to that? Oh, man. It's just everything's <laughs> franchised now. Actually, I didn't write this in here. I hadn't planned on talking about this, but there was some something came out the other day that said insiders have been saying that Netflix are no longer interested in picking up like prestige dramas, original yeah. dramas, and they're focusing now on um, franchises. Franchises. Because they've it's got – they've done a series based on – I can't remember what it was, some game. They were doing a series based on a game – um, there's like an Assassin's Creed thing being done for one of the streaming service. Might be Netflix. So I don't think it is. Um, but you've got um, the Lord of the Rings series going to HBO Max. You've got Disney. You've got all the Marvel and Star Wars shows. So now the big thing for streaming is franchises. So that's what set them apart, though. Was all that? Oh yeah, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, exactly right. Man, just great shows yeah. that come out of nowhere. The Crown. Exactly. Glow. Although watch. Although the Crown's a bit of a franchise. It's what, fourth season. Or something? Yeah, but would you consider a franchise? As, I don't know. Maybe they're considering that as a franchise because it's more than probably, one season. Yeah. Is yeah. it going to produce single season? Yeah. Or That's sad. Mo- they're still doing movies though? Netflix, still, yeah, yeah, always. But I don't know if they do a lot of their own stuff now. I think they just like buy, buy, them, buy yeah. them out. Occasionally you'll hear that Netflix has paid for a film like Extraction where they put up the money for it or whatever. But usually I think it's just stuff they've um, acquired. Mm. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, that's what's happening with Netflix apparently. Welcome to the new age. So the streaming wars have now kicked off bloody franchises Big on time, TV yeah, now. Exactly. Can't escape them at the cinemas and now you're not going to be able to escape them on tally. Um, so, yeah, we're getting that third Fallen film and that's just that's just everything. Not everything has to be a franchise. Um, here's an original film, though. Actually, no, this isn't even an original film. It's a remake. It's a remake of a Korean, it's a Korean film. Um, no, it's um, a Vietnamese film. Vietnamese. Saigon, um, of course, yeah. Yeah, Saigon Bodyguards. Uh, so they're remaking Saigon Bodyguards. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, who uh, did the, Avenger, the last couple of Avengers films and Captain America Civil War, uh, they're producing it. There's no director attached, but it's written by newcomer Alex Gregory and Peter Hayuk. Hyuk, yuck. Uh, yuck of uh, what what men want, uh, but he also yeah don't no, scoff don't scoff. <laughs> um, he's also done a few episodes of Veep. Uh, that's good. I enjoyed that. Liked. King yeah. of the Hill, Frasier. He was also a long time staff writer on Late Show with David Letterman. Oh, so he's okay. got some good stuff yeah. under his under his wing. Yeah. So that could be interesting. Uh, it's going to star Chris Pratt alongside Wu Ying. Um, and it's um, a the original film centered on two professional bodyguards who let their most important asset slip away. Mm. Yeah, sounds all right. Yeah, Deadline says that the two will play. Uh, they'll pay two pals. One is a straight arrow, and the other's a doof. <laughs> I wonder which one's the doof. Yeah. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt for sure. <laughs> 
Uh, so that'll be interesting. Saigon Bodyguard. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's going to Netflix or cinemas or anything like that. Oh, that sounds quite interesting. It's going to be like an action comedy sort of thing. I think the in production March or something. Yeah, like that, something I like think. that. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Russo brothers have another. Actually, Russo brothers have a lot of films in production at the moment, like heaps. They've directed Shitloads. another one called Cherry or something. Um, but they there's one they've just dropped a trailer for Netf- uh, on Netflix, which is coming out this Thursday, November twenty sixth. It's called It's called Mosul. It's a foreign language film. It's a it describes a propulsive action thriller focusing on brave men who fight to take back control of their homes, family and city from ISIS. Written and directed by Matthew Michael Carnahan, uh, the writer of World War Z, The Kingdom, 21 Bridges, which was also produced by the, uh, the Russos, which watched yep. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he also did Deep Water Horizon, Dark Waters. Uh, this is directorial debut, though. Uh, they released a trailer mm. this afternoon, which looked really good. Yeah, it does look good. It's a foreign, foreign language yeah. film. And I actually didn't mind it. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of no. foreign language films because mm. I couldn't be bothered reading it. <laughs> too lazy to read the titles. Yeah. Um, but that looks that looks really good. Mm. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, um, that. Another Michael Bay. Another week. Another Michael Bay film. Right. Um, he is um, of course a couple of weeks ago we were talking about his upcoming COVID apocalyptic drama Songbird, which is coming out soon. Um, he's apparently picked his next film to direct. It's going to be called uh, Ambulance. <laughs> with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal tapped a star. Um, he's apparently fast-tracking the project. He wants to get this going. It's a been described as a highly coveted project, which has been – the script's been floating around for years, but they've been unable to lock in a director. So Michael Bay, of course, has come in and gone, I'll take that. Um, Sounds like just another speed. Well, that's what they're saying. It's described as like a um, – it's like a mix between speed and bad boys. Oh, God. Like an a, like a action thriller kind of thing, like 90s action thriller. It's got disaster written all over yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, a synopsis from 2017 reads, A vet just back from Afghanistan is drawn by his brother into a bank robbery in downtown LA. When the robbery goes horribly wrong, the brother takes hostages and hijacks an ambulance. As the situation escalates – uh, old wounds reopen in the relationship between the brothers as they fight to survive what seems like an impossible situation. It's actually re- it's a remake. It's another, another fucking remake. Yeah, but from what what I read is um, there's um, there's a paramedic mm. and a um, patient in the ambulance as well. Oh yeah, so it's like speed. Yeah, exactly right. It's just speed, but in an ambulance, <laughs> and it's it's a remake. It's a remake of a Dane a Danish film called. Ambulancen, which is obviously Danish for ambulance. ambulance. <laughs> um, Original. And it's uh, being written by Chris Fedak, who's mostly done TV, like Chuck, Legends of Tomorrow, Deception and Prodigal Son. Uh, mm. Universal Pictures, there's no distribution deal at the moment, but apparently Universe, Universal Pictures are looking to pick it up and send it to cinemas. I so. I'll, 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 look, I like Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I hope it's, hope it's good, but it just goes disaster written all over Bay. it to me. It's Michael Bay. Some of his yeah, earlier films are good, yeah. but a lot of his more recent stuff has just been mm. just rehashed trash. Yeah, um, we got another couple of uh, movies that have been announced. We'll, we'll smash through these ones. Uh, Miles Teller, Shailene Woodley, and William Hurt are going to be in a political satire called The Fence. Uh, Deadline, Deadline calls it a fun premise, which sees two liberal newlyweds increasingly at odds with their ultra-conservative ex-marine neighbour 
um, over a nine-foot-tall fence that he insists on building to keep his home safe from potential terrorists. This sounds like a bit of fun. It does, yeah. It does sound. Miles Teller's fantastic. So oh, yeah. Shailene Woodley. Yeah, well, they were both in that one we watched last weekend, the yeah. um, Spectacular Now. They're both yep. really good together. Yeah, mm. no, it uh, looks like looks like that'll be a bit of fun then. Yeah, it's directed by a uh, Icelandic director, Grimor Hakonarsson. Apologies if I pronounce that wrong. Um, it's his, you're trying to pronounce them. Yeah, uh, it's his first English language film. So it could be interesting. Looking forward to that. Mm. Um, News yep. of the World, the Tom Hanks movie. We've spoken about this before. Uh, this is that film where he plays a Civil War veteran who agrees to deliver a girl uh, to her aunt and uncle against her will. They have to travel like hundreds of miles and face grave dangers along the way. Uh, there's a trailer for this. Looks fantastic. Really great film. It uh, um, reunites uh, Tom Hanks with Paul Greengrass, who did Captain Phillips. They did Captain Phillips together. Um, it's going to cinemas in the US on Christmas Day, but Netflix, uh, and it'll have a video on demand release on like 17 days after that, so early next year. But it will get an international release on Netflix. Netflix. So we'll get to see it on Netflix. That oh, should cool. be awesome. I think that's supposed to be like soon, soon, soon. Mm. Uh, another film coming out soon is called Dangerous. Mel Gibson, he's still getting work somehow, right? Still paying for work. Still going through. Paying to give himself work. Well, <laughs> don't <laughs> know knows? for sure. No, I don't know. Making a joke. You don't yeah, want to get involved cool. in a... Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, Mel Gibson um, is in this film. It's also got Scott Eastwood. Like Scott Eastwood. Yeah, he's quite good. Tyrese Gibson. It's good. Famke Jansen. Don't Kevin, know who that is. You, you know who she is. You, okay. You'll recognise her. She she went in... Um, um, can't remember, uh, but you'll you'll know her, um, and it's also got um, um, Kevin Durand as well. It's directed by Saw Five's David Hackle. Um, Eastwood will play. Oh. Eastwood will play, uh, play a yeah. She's one X Men. X Men. Oh, of course. X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played Jean Grey in the X Men films. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eastwood plays a reformed socio- sociopath who after the death of his brother heads to a remote island which soon falls under siege from a deadly gang of mercenaries. Forced to fend for himself, he discovers uh, their role in his brother's demise and sets off on a relentless quest for vengeance. <sighs> Just another Gibson film. Yeah. Action film. Yeah. It's going to go bloody to Netflix or something I'm not probably. I'm going to, you know, Rush bust out my balls. No. Go see that one, let me no. tell you. Uh, we've got one more that's been announced this week. It's called Damsel, starring Millie Bobby Brown. Brown, pardon me, Millie Bobby Brown. It's getting that point. We're a mouthful. We're almost an hour and a half now. True. So I'm, I'm getting uh, Millie Bobby Brown. It's going to be in a new film called Damsel. Mind you, she's only 16 years old, and she's going to be executive producing the film as well, oh which God. is insane, right? Yeah, that's how they got her to get on board. Give her an executive producer's title. Yeah. Well, she's got a good relationship with Netflix. Uh, she's just done Enola Holmes with them. Apparently, it was a huge mm-hmm. success. Seventy-six million people watched it in twenty-eight days. Wow! Um, it's a fantasy film. It's called Damsel, as I said. Um, it's um, it will see uh, uh, Brown play Princess Alady, who thinks she's marrying Prince Henry, but is really being sacrificed to a dragon. <laughs> not my weird. sort of film. No, it's a fantasy. It's not uh, my sort of thing. Uh, it's directed by Juan Carlos Fresnadillo, who did Twenty-Eight Weeks Later. And is currently working on the Sword in the Stone for Disney Plus. It's one for your mother. Yeah, she'll love she'll it. She'll enjoy it. It's written by Dan Mazzal, uh, uh, who did Wrath of the Titans. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. It's all just announced this week, which is absolutely crazy. Mm. Um, and it's almost going to throw us a little bit over time. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, well, do you want to do, do 
let's quick get questions. The, let's get into the uh, subscriber and viewer questions. Okay, uh, Dave's mate again, Lockie yeah. Della. My God, favorite idiot. Favorite. He wants to know what your favorite uh, movie involving a plane is. <laughs> For me, there's only one. It's yeah. Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, great film. Well, first thing that came to my mind was um, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, love Fantastic. it. Steve Martin, uh, John love Candy, it. just great classic yeah. comedy. It's funny because he said to me. You'll be surprised how many movies yeah. involve a plane or yeah. are set on a plane. I thought, yeah. Well, we looked, I looked at one list yeah. and there was 138 yeah. films. On IMDb. Well, we pulled up a few that we thought were good. Con Air. As a good film. Yeah, great film. Memphis Bell's yeah. one of my favourite films. Yeah. It's a brilliant film. I watched it not long ago. It was really good. Air Force One. Yeah, good. Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. Terminal with yeah. Uh, Tom, Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. That's a great film. Brilliant. Die Hard 2. Which your, is Die one of your favourites? Yeah, it's Die Hard one, but instead of in, in a building, it's a plane. It's at the airport. Mm, that's yep. right. Uh, yeah, Catch Me If You Can. Great film. Flight of Flight of the Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Flying High or Airplane? Airplane in the States. That's that's the first one I thought of. Yeah. Um, Up in the Air, which was that George Clooney one. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good film. Really I really good. enjoyed that. Passenger Fifty Seven, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Great bit, film. Bit crap, but yeah. bit fun action. Film. Fun action flick from the nineties. Yeah. Sully. Yep. Flight. Yep. Non-stop with Neeson. Yeah. Oh, this piece of trash. You have to mention this one. Snakes on a plane. Yeah. That's for you, oh. Della. Yeah, he loves that one. We saw <laughs> yeah. that. We spoke about this last week. Yeah. We saw that because they wouldn't let us go and see um, uh, Miami Vice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they were too young. Uh, U.S. Marshals has like a massive plane crash sequence at the beginning of it. And one, um, and, and one that's probably one of my, my youngest brother's. Yeah. One of his favourite films, Disney's yeah. Planes. Planes, yeah, it's like a Cars spin-off. A cars spin-off of Planes, Oh, yeah. my gosh. Myself and uh, my two mates, actually, Wacko Jacko and Tim, we saw that in a cinema and it was like, um, actually the first one, myself and, and Wacko Jacko, we saw it in gold class. Obviously, <laughs> Disney, because <laughs> Disney, obviously, they knew they weren't going to pack out a whole cinema <coughs> of people to go and see Disney's Planes. So they did a screening in gold class, right? So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see it in gold class. So I put my name down and we were the only two in there. I think there was one other guy sitting behind oh us. Oh, my God. And the That's second funny. time. That's funny. Second time myself, Wacko Jacko and Tim went and saw it. And there's this cinema here in Melbourne that has like this weird little like room behind a glass window. Ooh, it's almost like creepy. A, it's, it's like a it's like a viewing room. I think it's supposed to be like a mother's room so the mothers can go in there have some oh, quiet okay. and feed the baby or whatever. But we're just sitting in there by ourselves, like chilling there halfway through the movie, someone comes in with a baby. The baby's screaming the whole movie. <laughs> ah, ah. And I'm like, oh getting so annoyed. That happened to us twice because then we saw Zootopia, I think, at the same cinema. Oh, and uh yeah, we went behind the screen and we got annoyed by a baby. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Anthony Fisher is a yeah, is a patron. Adrian? A uh, bit of a tricky one for you. Can you pick up? Can you pick up any five delayed twenty twenty movies on physical media today? However, the rest get lost to history. Uh, which ones are you picking up? Oh, jeez. Um, Black Widow's got to be number one. Mm-hmm. The Eternals is the two Marvel films. Yep. Um, Quiet Place Two. Yep. Which is very much looking forward to. Um, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. And I don't know, what's the fifth one? I have no idea. I don't know. They're the four. They're the soul. four big ones. Oh. Because no, we're getting Soul next month. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Jungle Cruise. 
Oh, that one yeah, with the yeah, walk yeah. that's yeah, been delayed yeah, yeah. and delayed yeah. and delayed and delayed. They're the ones I'm really excited for. Mm. I don't care about the rest. Um, move on. Lightning, yep. Lightning Electra. I just started to study animation, and while I was learning, to, uh, learning to my animation history test, mm-hmm. I was learning to my animation. That was, doesn't yeah, make sense. Learning for um, yep. your your evolution videos were very helpful and fun. I have only one question in mind. Do you do who do you like more, Oswald or Lucky Rabbit or Mickey? Oh, well, first thing, thank you very much. I always want my uh, evolution videos to be both educational, educational, and, and exciting and and mm, entertaining. Uh, entertaining as well. So yeah. that's great to hear. Uh, it's got to be it's got to be Mickey Mouse. Oh, of course, it's be Mickey has Mouse. to be. I love Mr. Mickey. Has yeah. to be. James Lorna, uh, yeah. have you ever had any acting experience? Been in any movies, stage, TV? No, not really. I did drama at high school. I did dra- I did drama with the Australian drama, whatever the hell it was called, when and, I was very and, young. And get on to Silicon Lee. Well, I did my yeah, TV series on, um, what do you call it? A local Commun- TV. Community, community TV. Community TV. Um, Is that up on Netflix, on YouTube or anything? Uh, I don't know. I, I think most of it's I – think, I think it is. I don't know. You haven't put any of it up, no? No, I'm not sure. I don't know uh, still there um, because it was on the Channel 31 web. I can't even remember. Anyway, um, so yeah, I had that Channel 31 show, and um, that's it. But that was all like that was an independent thing which we fund ourselves. Yeah. So it and, wasn't really and just some you know some little movies you made for yourself stuff, for, for college and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, blank blankness. Uh, why why are you affiliated with the colours yellow and blue? I've seen you use them a lot on your channel. Well, this is good because you got to pick something that's like recognisable for your brand yep. so that someone sees it and they know instantly that's that's yep. Dave Lee Down Under's video. Yeah. So that's good. That's very astute that someone has noted yellow and blue. Well, that must be Dave Lee Down Under. But naturally, yellow and blue are just bright colours. There's your bright colours. Get your attention. You know, get attention and, yeah. oh, click on that. Yeah. Uh, Gary Leidmund. Yep. Uh, Favourite Ozploitation movie? Oh, yeah. It has to be Mad Max. Oh, yeah. 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 Or if you're talking... Ba- or Barry McKenzie. Barry McKenzie, if you're talking about like comedy, yeah. 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 Or uh, um, Elven Purple. Elven Purple, yeah. <laughs> God, Unbelievable. That, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, very, uh, very... You wouldn't get away with that now. No that way. Film. No way. Uh, Joshua, Joshua Seblin. Yeah. Seblan? Seb- Sablin? Seb, yeah. Sorry, Josh. Um, is there a movie or show you just cannot get into, get into no matter how hard you try? For him, it's uh, Star Trek. Well, Star Trek's probably one for me. It's something I've wanted to get into, but it's a struggle for me. I enjoy like this the original series with Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. And it's fun, but I just can't get into like a routine of like watching it properly. I wanted to sit and watch like all the Star Trek series, and it just didn't happen. But one is Seinfeld. Everyone yeah. loves Seinfeld. I'm a big sitcom fan. I love my sitcoms. I love '90s sitcoms: Friends, Frasier, uh, King of Queens, uh, mm. Malcolm in the Middle. Um, to all these great sitcoms that come out of like the 90s, 2000s, love. Seinfeld, I just can't get I'm into it. I'm the same. It. I'm the same. I just don't get it. it. I just don't. No. I never have been able to, no. but I love Jerry Seinfeld. He's great. Yeah. Um, you know, with his coffee, what is it called? Cars, getting Ca- comedians in cars. Yeah, getting coffee. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And and I've seen a completely different side of the guy yeah. and think, geez, I could really get into him. But yeah. it's, I just can't get into his Something show. Something about Seinfeld. I've tried yeah. and I've tried... I just don't get it. It's just try to take yeah, it. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's for me. Um, Johnny Marrero, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the upcoming DuckTales Disney afternoon 
afternooniverse. Is that what it's called? An afternooniverse. Um, well, yeah, because it's like the Disney afternoon okay. programs, I guess. Um, and possible spin-offs as well as the upcoming SpongeBob SquarePants universe. Um, I don't know. It's not nothing that I really watch like religiously, so um, mm. just great. Good. The other, the other, just going back. Sorry, just going yeah. back to Josh, um, Joshua's yeah. question. One for me is, oh. Um, oh, what's it called? Animated animated series. Um, Cartman and oh, South Park. South yeah. Park. I, lo- I, I love it. the I love mm. the humor of it, but I can't watch it. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. I don't know. I, I think it's just the animation. It doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't gel with me, but I love the mm. humour of it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. there you go. Um, so, yeah, how do I feel about them? Great for people who love them. DuckTales, SpongeBob, whatever, yeah. That's all. That's it. That's all you got. Well, actually, I have one more. You that was like more? a last-minute question here from Javier um, Acevedo. He says, do you think we'll get an alien 4K collection from Disney 20th Century Studios or do you think distribution companies will release one instead? Thank you, Dave, and keep being amazing. Thank you, Javier. Um no, well, if if we are to believe um, industry chatter that's going on at the moment, Disney are like not doing any more 4K back catalogue releases um, from um, their back catalogue or 20th Century Fox. So I don't think there'll be Alien on 4K, unfortunately. Mm. Um, well, they did the first movie, but I don't think we'll get a collection. Um, and 20th Century Fox, I, I feel like they're not going to... Um, like handball either Disney or the Fox titles, I don't think they'll give them to distribution companies to release because the whole idea of Disney Plus is to have their entire back catalogue housed in one place. Like Disney Plus was their way of getting every getting all the rights to all of their material back. It's mm. partly why uh, they bought Fox in the first place, to get the rights to all those Marvel characters back, to get Star Wars. They just want everything. They're not going to start making new distribution deals with other companies to release on physical media or to have on no their streaming services. That's why they ripped everything down from Netflix. Yeah. They don't want their stuff in the hands of other people. Okay. So I don't think we'll ever see that. Mm. That's it now. That is now. Sure. That was a long show. That was a very long. Yeah. Very long. This is the longest one so far. Oh, I don't know. I hope that's all right, guys. Uh, we'll try not to push it too much, but there's a lot of stuff this week. Unfortunately, now, though, that is all that we have time for. Thank you very much for listening out there. We appreciate it every week. Um, This uh, podcast, of course, goes out every single Monday on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Our visual elements also available to view on YouTube. If you're out there watching this, thank you very much. Um, And that goes out two days early to Patreon supporters. If you want to support the Patreon, head to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee down under. You can support for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, fantastic uh, you can of course find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under head to Twitter or Instagram links are down in the description if you want to write to the show shoot an email to davelypod at gmail.com and we'd love reviews we'd love good reviews on good the podcasting one. platforms Apple Podcasts whatever um, YouTube preview last week I was very busy I, I did my surprise evolution I was working very hard on that that lands this Tuesday um, so I'm very excited I'm still not saying, I'm what, still it not saying what it is but you guys are going to love it um, so no videos, no big videos went up last week. I did like a couple of cartoon news thing, but no big videos went up. Uh, but it's a sacrifice I had to make to give you guys two evolutions this month. And mm. we'll see if I can make the deadline for that second one because I'm really pushing it. it might the be a go-to like that uh, one. Yeah, the second one's going to be Peanuts. I've announced that one. I feel like I don't know if I'm going to get that done in time. But 
It'll only be a couple of days late if it is late. I'll keep you updated on that one. Um, we've got a couple of smaller videos up this week, including my review of Disney Plus's Marvel 616 and my interview with episode director Paul Shear and executive producer Sarah Amos. Um, uh, we're going to be very happy to be able to talk about that one finally. Um, I have missed a few reviews this month. I was going to review SpongeBob. I was going to review Inside Pixar. Um, but, and uh, I was going to review a Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse this week. I don't think I'll be reviewing that. I don't think I'll be reviewing any of them because I just need to crunch and get this evolution done. I want to get this Peanuts evolution done without any other kind of distractions. There's a lot, in that. A lot, a lot to do. I've started researching it and piecing the script together, so I'll make good time, but I'm, I, yeah, we're going to be pushing to make that, that deadline. Anyway, thank you very much to uh, all of you guys out there for listening. Thanks so much, and thanks to old mate Rick for joining me once again. Thanks, Dave. And Thanks for uh, listening, and yeah. stay safe and stay happy. Take it easy. All right, we'll see you next see week. See you guys. Take it easy, guys.